Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. Glad to hear that. So in this episode, buddy Jeff Thomas stopped by to talk about comedy. We talked about all one of my favorite things in the world. I could talk forever about this. And in fact, when we were doing the closing bit, <laughs> see, closing bit, we were doing the closing bit, we decided that we were going to be doing a part two of this thing because it's going to, there, there's no way that we can get everything out that we wanted to talk about in just one episode of this. So stay tuned for part two of this, which will be coming up between now and Christmas or a little after. We're, we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll iron out the days, and I'll keep you posted on when that's going to be happening. But anyway, watch on Netflix. Watch uh, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, Joe Rogan. Um, there was a couple more. Jeff, what was the one that uh, uh, what was the one that you said? The Netflix special. Uh, shucks. D. Ray Davis. Watch D. Ray Davis. Was there another one that I'm missing? D. Ray Davis. There's so. All right. There's just so much comedy on Netflix, and we talked about a lot of it. And uh, watch old classic ones. That's right. Watch. 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 Go back and watch George Carlin. Watch some HBO specials. Go back and watch some of the first generation of that. We we talk about a lot of these these things here, so I'm going to spare you uh, the, in the intro of that. But take notes throughout this thing. Write down some of the names that you hear us mention. Watch these comedy specials because they are amazing. Keep comedy alive. Do what you got to do to make that happen and continue to happen. Um, yeah, so I think that's all I got for you in the in the show preview. So yeah, stay tuned for uh, part two of this, which will be coming to you here in a couple weeks. Um, please hit subscribe, hit uh, hit follow on Instagram and on Twitter, MI Stuff Podcast on all the fronts. Google MI Stuff Podcast, click everything that comes up, and subscribe to anything or follow anything that prompts you. So yeah, do that. Stay up to date on everything that we're going to be doing. Um, Adam and Smitty are about to be here to do some, uh, be recording some songs. So, yeah, stay tuned for those. Whatever we might do a little cornbread podcast if we get a chance in within all the music. But yeah, so I think that's all I got for you. Hit subscribe, share the shit out of all this stuff, share everything. All right, without further ado, episode number eighty-two, ladies and gentlemen. MI Stuff featuring Jeff Thomas. Enjoy, motherfuckers. Brother Jeff Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, how you doing? Oh, they're doing fine. Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. That was a joke. You get it? Because we're going to talk about comedy today. Yeah, well, we always end up talking about music and gigging and, you know, random random topics but uh i figure we'd you know let's let's pick something everybody everybody that we know that does goes out and does music pretty much always watches like uh the stand-up shows and familiar with comedians we could talk about a whole bunch of stuff so we could uh just roll into it like that absolutely well how about this i just realized that i forgot to turn these lights on for uh the better viewing of youtube viewers who is your favorite comedian and why for just a couple seconds while I flip these lights on. Oh, wow. Well, again, that's a, su- such a super, yeah, that's a s- super definitive question with uh, no right answers. Um, 
And it might vary day to day. I mean, everybody loves Chappelle. Um, that Greg Giraldo, for the short time I saw him, I thought he was really super sharp. Um, I'm favorite, not sure if favorite. I'm familiar with Giraldo. He he was he he he, he was kind of like Mitch, Mitch Hedberg. He passed away right when he was coming uh-huh. coming on. But um, he was super sharp. He was like on his roast. So I mean, I've never really seen his oh. full situation. I mean, is that the guy? You, did you share some of thin, something of his the other day, or uh, somebody on Facebook? I don't did. think so. Okay, but uh, I remember seeing that name now. Anyway, sorry, you mean to cut you off? Uh, who, you, who do you have? Man, Robin Williams for the longest time, like, was just so quick and original. An absolute original. Very original. He was so quick. He would just and, and Carlin was quick. And uh, there's it's so many scripted out big time. That uh, yeah, absolutely. Carlin was very scripted. I could just I believe that Robin Williams is could be could have been as well. But it seemed like he could screw up a situation and make a joke out of the mistake that he made just immediately. Like you could just tell that he's winging it. Like live on Broadway in 2000 was probably yeah. it. And not only it's funny when we were talking about comedians. Tom Segura, you familiar with Tom Segura? Um, I watched his special. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with him. Um, I have two signed copies of his of his Netflix special. Okay, pretty stoked about that. Nice. nice. So, so you're 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 on that. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I like Tom his, Segura. Tom Segura. He does he does a podcast too called Your Mom's House with his wife Christina Pajitsky. Okay. And uh, who's Christina P? Who's Netflix special Mother Inferior? You may have seen. You should watch that. that. That's Tom Segura's wife. Okay. She's also the last, the closer on the Degenerates. That, okay. That, that's comedy special. Okay. Then I have seen her. She's the closer. I watched that. Joey Diaz was second to the end. He's dude. He's got a podcast as well. I the, love the, Joey the Diaz. The older, like uh, Goodfellas yeah. looking guy. Yo, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was something else. He's got a podcast. He goes live at like three in the morning. He went. I got a notification like, well, I woke up to take a piss in the middle of the night, and Joey Diaz just went live on YouTube. Like he's he's a madman, but yeah, he's good too. But what what was what I mean, what started that? Bill Burr had some of the funniest oh, ones I've seen in the last couple of years. Um, who else? Bill just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, you know, and you know, and I'm not easily offended, but uh, you know, as long as it's funny, yes, and it's in context of something, you know, and not in a horribly bad taste. Like it has to be somewhat tasteful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're all grown ups here. Like, yeah, like I can't imagine like a, you know, like I remember being in ninth grade, like riding around, you know, with my first friend that had a car, listening to like uh, Dice Clay, you know, like getting like Dice Clay like tapes, and. I don't think that would be funny hey. now. I mean, it was funny then, but I was like 13, <laughs> 14 years old. Yeah. I, I, well, I think it was funny then, too, because you, you weren't supposed to. Yeah. You, you're not supposed to be hearing these words. Right. And like, I heard those nothing things for shocking the first time. Anymore. No, not anymore. Hell no. You know, that was shocking then. Yeah. Did you ever watch any of his, his like, current stuff? Um, I mean, I've seen him, like, do, like, roles on, like, different series. Yeah. Like, like, like an entourage or something like that, maybe at one point yeah. or something, but no. Nah. 
He comes out, and I think he has new bits. Like, he's got new okay. material, but he comes out and does his new material, and everybody, like, laugh out of respect, you know. But then he does his, like, hickory dickory dock, and then everybody just loses their fucking minds. <laughs> That's funny. That's, uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of comedians on the on the Stern show. Yeah. When I'm riding around in the car, and, you know, and they always bring up the point, like, you know, like, if you go see Sting, everybody's, like, waiting for Roxanne. You know, they're waiting for, yep. you know. Every little thing she does is magic. Like, you can't just go out and tell the same jokes, but I guess you can. And, oh, yeah. You know, I guess you got those, like, those, those classic hits. I remember going to see Jeff Foxworthy at uh, the well, yeah, Florence yeah. Civic Center and hey, man. reciting his entire set. Like, and my, my parents were embarrassed. Like, I think we had to leave early because I just wouldn't stop giving away the punchlines. Sure, you were excited. You I were- was excited. I was a kid. I didn't know any better. But yeah, they just do the same. Uh, you can go out and do the same bits over and over, and people love it. Yeah, I mean it, it's tough, and you know, of course, you hear a lot about the. You know, uh, I haven't been to anything where they take your cell phone yet. Yeah, or they like have a frequency jam or something. Have you heard about that? Yes, they. From what I can tell, is Dave Chappelle's like and Joe Rogan both said uh i don't want you to uh, this is new material i'm working this material out like i'm do completely understand yeah i'm not gonna let this version of this joke leak first before i get i get it the way that i want when i get it the way i want i'll record a special right like this it's it's almost like they look at it as 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 stealing which we were going to get into later as well but Mm -hmm. uh they they look at it as 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 literally just thievery yeah, I mean, I, I saw uh, Chris Rock at the Palace back in the late 90s yeah. or something when he was working out one of his HBO specials. And he would go to, like, he literally said in an interview, he's like, I go to retirement communities in Florida and the Carolinas, and I hit these theaters, and I, you know, you know. That's a great way to do it. There was no camera phones then. So nothing was, nobody was going on and leaking anything around here, trust me. Gosh, how much has the world changed? Over the last few years, everybody would have, would have had it all. That's the thing is is that I remember when bootleg movies first came out, and it would be somebody's like cell phone recording in the theater, sitting in the back or whatever, and like you 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 would see something that you weren't supposed to see before before you, and, and everybody's going to watch it, and everybody's going to try. Who not everybody, but you know what right. I mean. And yeah, these people are going to lose money by. It, whatever it be it that movie that's being recorded or be it the the special the comedy special that's being recorded or not only that just people that just don't want to experience something rather than through their phones well that also like kind of ties into one of the things that I, I messaged about like uh oversaturation yeah you know think about like you know name the big comedy specials from like this many years ago and you can you know you name certain ones they yeah. all stand out now it's so many so many it's a really good it's a really good era for comedy i think but there's one because there's so many to choose from but two because you've got this sweet spot of rebel comics who are hanging on to that i can say what the fuck i want because i'm a comic and that's how this works but I, I really like. That's why I like Tom Segura and Joe Rogan and Burt Kreischer and um, okay. Joey Diaz and 
Are you familiar with those guys? I mean, I saw the, I watched the Degenerates. Yeah, yeah, and um, and of course Joe Rogan and um, the big guy from from Degenerates is pretty funny too. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, you, you, you're a little. Uh, I'm more old school, I guess. Well, know? I like okay. As far as old school, you're not going to beat Richard Pryor. Of course not. Yeah. One because he talked about real things that really happened to him, and I watched one of his his older older specials, and uh, and Chappelle like lifted a bit off of that. I was actually really surprised. Really, which one? Oh man, do you remember? I'm on the spot now, but I remember. No, hear, no, no. I remember hearing it, and it was a. Uh, Live in Long Beach, it, 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 Rich, if you watch Richard Pryor live in Long Beach, he'll go into this one bit, and uh, sure enough, I mean everybody, yeah, everybody has similar experiences and stuff. But it was it was close. It was it was pretty interesting. Hmm. Chappelle is Chappelle's different. I, I talked to uh, Michael Swaim, who was on the uh, Sunset Grill with me and Noah and Blair once. Um. He he was at the Chappelle Netflix special, one of the Netflix specials. Like okay. they do, they they, they do they a close up of him Austin in the camera. In Los Angeles. He was in L.A. Yeah, and uh, they do like literally. He he said out of all of the small movies that he's been in and all of the comedy that he's done in his life, the most noteworthy thing he's ever done was attend a Dave Chappelle show, <laughs> which is a great joke in itself. Right, but. uh but yeah, he was like Dave Chappelle told us about all the times that he met O.J. Simpson, and he was going to tell us about all those times before the end of the gig. But by the end of the show, he had only talked about three of those things because he's so good at talking. He's got hours of material. He can uh, yeah. just everything he says is funny. Didn't he do like what, six hours or something one time? Oh yeah. Well, he goes. Apparently, he he'll show up at like the store, the comedy store in L.A. Mm-hmm. and just he'll he'll go on after everybody like he'll do like you know four in the morning until the sun comes up or whatever like he just sits down with a microphone and talks like he doesn't like need to have memorized material because he can regurgitate anything at any time it's it's like uh yeah. he never runs out second language yeah it absolutely is he's great carlin's great hedberg you mentioned hedberg 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 was one of a kind. I wish we would have got more of him. He, you know, he was the, you know, Stephen Wright would be the, the guy who kind of had sort of that style. And I'm sure there was probably somebody who had a little bit of that deadpan. Yep. Um, super deadpan style. Like, you know, I know you like Norm MacDonald and that's, yes, he goes, he goes fully uncomfortable deadpan. Norm's the best. Like, Norm could be my favorite. He's wow. on my. He's Norm's probably on my Rushmore. He, he puts you in the uncomfortable zone. Like you're like, I don't want to laugh at that, but you actually went went that corny or, or something. You know? <laughs> it's so good, man. <laughs> Norm is. I watched so much Norm McDonald videos one time. At, at a certain point, a few months ago, Norm McDonald was narrating my thoughts. Oh, that's 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 uh. That's um. That's that. That's that's scary, my dude. I would tell people that at gigs, and they would just be like, "I'm so sorry." Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) well, you're a big baseball guy. Him and um, Artie were on Stern Show talking about filming uh the the movie with uh, Bob Buecher or 
Dirty work? Yeah, and they, and they told all these behind-the-scenes stories yeah. of Bob Uecker that are hilarious. You have to look that up or I'll send it to you. <laughs> Did you see that Bob Uecker thing I shared the other day? Yeah, I didn't really understand it. Maybe it was a... <laughs> he said, I wanted the kid to be just like me. And he went he went hitless for like three or four games. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And he was like, so I was so proud. Oh, that's Okay, <laughs> now I got it. Yeah, I remember that one. But uh, yeah, they said, uh, you know, they have the cough button yeah. in the thing. And he'd be like, you know, he's like, you know, and... Hudgens is coming off the off the base. He's leading off. He's leading off. He's like, look at the tits on that one over there. You know, he's just completely yeah. like uh, they said. He worked it like uh, <laughs> like James Brown. They said he had this cough button. He would just uh, say the dirtiest things yeah. off, off the mic, and uh, then go back to calling the game. <laughs> That's so awesome. I bet he really did that. That was so they said. That's great. Uke's awesome. He's. He's been with the he was with the Milwaukee Braves and now with the Milwaukee Brewers. Bob Uke is one of the one of the most beloved Braves of all time. Roll tribe, spending all that money. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about sports today. All right, so um Oh, but hold on. Before you move on from that, I, I don't mean uh, no. hold your thought, but uh um Artie's not doing well. Have you have you heard that lately? Like Artie has, He hasn't been doing well for a long time. Have you seen him lately? Um, last time was pretty pretty bad. The picture of his nose was like it's so oh, yeah. flat and yeah, like he, he's a mess. He's a mess. It's so bad, dude. He's like done so much drugs that. And I actually I did think I did see that he was doing a. It, it was called Sober Artie. Like he's doing some. Yeah, I saw that on he, Twitter. He needs some money. You know, he's probably got a lot of bills right now. Yeah, but uh, you know, hopefully. Yeah, let's hope so. He, yeah, I think he changed his name on net, on uh, Netflix on uh, Twitter to Artie Quitter for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard, I listened to all that go down from the time I got Sirius Radio until he was yeah. off the show, and then after it was it was pretty bad. That's a bummer. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. What, what, what were you gonna? Uh, oh, uh, I was gonna say uh, before I interrupt you. Uh, like you know, stand ups versus sketch comedians. You know. Uh, Chappelle managed to, at least in his own show, like yes. really like hit both. Like you know, ten out of ten on both. Yeah. But his, you know, that was his show. He wasn't just jumping into another another person's format. So. Yeah, and he's he has a nail on the head when he's talking about how pissed off he is. He has to watch Key and Peele do his show every night. Yeah, I mean, I've laughed at some of their stuff, but I don't love it. I I don't mind I don't mind them, but of course I never watched the show. Like I really like Get Out uh, that he did. Obviously, that wasn't comedy driven, but I really like that movie. Um, oh, they're talented like actor actors yeah. and stuff. But I don't know. You know, maybe maybe I'm just too old for the humor. Like I'm I'm, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I you mean, know? I I I agree. Maybe it's a generational thing, but I I never watched Key and Peele. Oh, you know, they do this one, like, funny thing where, like, uh, a bunch of football players come in and imitate football players and do, like, the the introductions and stuff. I mean, they've got some funny funny stuff, but it's not something I'm like, oh, man, can you peel yeah. going on? Where am I getting this from? Uh, but, yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe it was a, a Chappelle show thing because I really love the Chappelle show. And I really uh, love the Chappelle. Probably the best thing that came along in a while. It, it's hard for me to like think of anything that's 
you know, like of course Saturday Night Live is going to be the uh, yeah the grand champion, but for sketch comedy shows, like what else? What else do you like there? There's not a lot. There's not a lot that you can. And I mean, Tim and Eric used to used to be decent, but did you ever watch Tim and Eric? No. Tim and Eric was strange, but I, I, I refrain from saying that usually because they stole a bit from Adam and Tyler and Noah. They stole a bit from Horsehead. Oh, Horsehead Businessman. Yeah. Horsehead. Who is also fantastic sketch comedy. Yeah. That's some really, really good stuff. Um, I always liked The State. Did you ever see The State? Uh-uh. Oh, man. It's a lot of the... A lot of the folks that ended up in like Wet Hot American Summer, and you've seen them in tons of movies, but uh, they had a troupe out of Austin back in 94 on MTV, like when Beavis and Butthead was first out. Yeah. And I watched it again like uh, like a while back, and yeah, I was like, man, well, you know, it kind of holds up. But it's, it's pretty pretty good, and like Kids in the Hall was a big one on HBO. Yeah. Uh, you know, Upright Citizens Brigade. I remember hearing about of, UCB. You know, I mean, a lot of talent came out of there. That was like, I don't remember really watching the show very much, but it was like Amy Poehler. Yes, yeah, I was Colbert. just about to say Amy Poehler from uh, a lot of the Parks and Rec people were part of UCB. I think Aubrey Plaza also okay was part of that. By the way, did you catch in that Quincy Jones documentary that Rashida Jones is his daughter? Yeah. I had no idea. Well, I knew that because I follow her on Instagram. Okay. So and, yeah, so she posts pictures. Like, when she, they were filming that, Okay, they were, she was, like, hanging out with daddy. And I'm like, wait, damn, Quincy, you getting you still getting in there? And I was like, oh, no, that's his daughter. How did I not be? Her name is Rashida Jones. She was on a couple episodes of the Chappelle Show too. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, uh, the. Uh, she was in the bit about the the, the office supply place or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Nah, she was. She's good. She's everybody in Parks and Rec actually did really well. I really am hoping for a comeback of that show one day, while all the cast is still like, except for Chris Pratt who blew off the fucking map he is he is he's the biggest movie star in the world now is he really like i mean he did the guardians of the galaxy and he did the jurassic park which both were probably two of the bigger yeah blockbuster i mean probably the biggest biggest one of the biggest movie stars on the planet he he bridged the gap between comic book and and 90s nerds what a big jump right what a big jump off of parks and rec and that dude just Michael Schur, who wrote Parks and Rec, who is Moe's in The Office. Okay. Um, he, he played uh, Moe's uh, in The Office. Dwight's brother? Yeah. That's 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 the creator. He was one of the creators of The Office and created uh, Parks oh, wow. and Rec. That's him. Uh, he said that Chris Pratt had a joke in Parks and Rec that made him furious because he knew that no matter how long he wrote, he would never be able to write something as funny as what he just thought immediately. And it was one day Leslie had the, did you watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. I've seen okay. It, so. one, one, one day when Leslie had the flu, <coughs> he said, I put your symptoms into the, into this box and it says you have internet connectivity problems. <laughs> Or network connectivity problems. And he was like, I got furious because I could never write a joke that funny. Well, I mean. So he's like, he's also probably be pretty good stand up. I bet Chris Pratt will be hilarious on a stage with a microphone. Well, 
I think that's a rare talent, and we can we can talk about how scary that might be. Like, uh, yeah, you know, we we get up and, and and play and sing in front of people and do all that for hours at a time. But I think just you and a microphone. You take that guitar away. For, yeah, I don't even know how a front man, like just like a like a like a like a Chris Robinson or Robert Plant yeah. kind of guy, like just gets out there and it's like. I'm going to own this microphone. And, and How do you know what to do with your hands? David Lee Roth is the situation. But, uh, but yeah, to go out and do, do comedy like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like everything else. You have to fall on your face a hundred times to, to get that one good laugh, I'm sure, or that good, like, yeah. applause from the crowd. Like, you know, you own that song. And, and I guess that that would be the same for playing a gig, maybe, is that it takes us a while to get the crowd to warm up to us. You know, we have to, we're like a dog. We have to like coax them over or they're like a dog rather. Well, it, it, it depends on if you have that, uh, is it a gig or is it a performance or a show? You know, is, is everybody kind of hyped that you guys are coming on or is it like, you know, the, we're going to be passing through this bar for four hours kind yeah. of thing. Like, I, so, I mean like comedy gigs, like I imagine are more like. We showed up to see this. You know, I've only been to the comedy cabana like once or twice, maybe. But you know, yeah, you you got tickets. You walk in. You know, you sit down. You know, you're not. It's not football games. Yeah, on everywhere. So it's, but yeah, even more pressure. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Spotlight. And I don't know. Like I, I've thought about doing. I've actually had almost borderline panic attacks thinking about what I would do if I were, if I were doing stand up. just because I've thought about it before and I'm, I'm curious in it. I want to do it one day just to see what it's like to see how it works out. But I'm terrified of that thought whenever I like start playing through it. Like, okay, I'm out. Do you ever do that? Do you ever like project yourself into a situation you may one day have to be in just to just to work through your your feelings on it? Do you ever do that? Um, you know, probably. I maybe I don't know if I've ever really thought about it in those terms, but I'm sure if I sit here and scroll back, I can see myself like, uh, yeah. You know, I'm always trying to play one step ahead with you know making sure all the gear works and yeah, you know, and we have something like a game plan. Yeah, so I, I, I'll, I'll say, for instance, like, just saying that whole uh, stand-up thing, like, I will say, huh, I will say, like, get on stage, and in my mind, I, like, put myself on stage in front of a shitload of people, and then I'm just, like, with this microphone, and, like, you'll start to freeze up, and I'm living in that body inside of that, that. You're you're like up here watching yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm living in that body. Like it's sort of like astral projection, but while awake, if you will. And I'm like, I'll get anxiety for that guy who's standing on that imaginary stage in front of all those imaginary people. Well, you know, some of those like uh, opening gigs I did at the HOB. Yeah. 45 minutes, but like 900 people. Yeah. You got. And so you just kind of have to like. Once you walk out, you have no option. You you're have, there. You have to. You're so you, you're on it. Everything just right, you know, heightens up, and you do it. Yeah, I did that. Thank I did goodness. that for the Corey Smith show one New Year's, and oh, I mean that yeah. was. You go. You walk out there, and it's just you and that guitar and 
all them people. And they're all looking at you. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's surreal. It, the first time it was like really crazy. And then the second time I was like, okay. And then it's just, but it's still not easy. Oh, yeah. Well, you think any time that you get to go play on a stage that you went to as a kid and saw like really like noteworthy people like we had a, we had a good few years at the house of blues in the 90s where a lot of really good bands came through um I, it's not like it is now things things are all different yeah um, but i mean yeah wilco flaming lips ben harper several times you yeah know, lots of like lots of good people yeah, a lot of great, great bands. You walk backstage and you see all of those drum heads with all those names on it that, like, oh, shit, so this, there's oh, some yeah. legit heads that played this stage. Dave Chappelle did, did comedy on that stage. Yeah, yeah, I didn't go. I had some friends that went. I mean, they said it was good, but uh, I don't know if, if it, they, they, they think they, it was, like, right at the height of people yelling out dumb, dumb things at his shows, and he was, like, really frustrated with it. Is yeah, a lot of heckling. Well, you know, like Charlie Murphy, or you know, or you know, Rick James, or you know, doing all the yeah, doing he, all the he, couldn't, show he stuff. couldn't get through a setup and a joke without somebody like yeah, be, being a, a drunk heckler or whatever. You ever watch any of those videos? Did you ever see the? Well, they did a whole documentary called Heckler. That's pretty pretty interesting. Actually, Jamie Kennedy did it really because um, he got heckled a lot. Um, but yeah, it has like, it's edited. I mean, it's got everybody from Bill Hicks, of course. And then like, there's a, there's this one guy who just wails a guy with an acoustic guitar and smashes it on him. Like it, it's, it's like, I've seen that it's on Netflix or Amazon, maybe heckler heckler. Hmm. And you know, it talks to all these comedians about their experiences with, with that. And I watch a lot of videos on YouTube of comedians owning hecklers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, where they're just like, they'll get somebody that'll heckle them, and then all of a sudden they just completely own this person. Ari Shafir, are you familiar with Ari Shafir? He's another one of those guys who's in that, that circle with Rogan. Okay, I, I see he has a special. I haven't watched that yeah. one Yeah, he's really funny. I think Double Negative is his. He's okay. really, really funny. He's got this bit about how he doesn't have children, and all of his friends around him are acting like like pretty much that like his life isn't as important as theirs because they have children, and he totally like goes on this this bit of you know, defending himself, and this mom in the crowd starts heckling him, and he owns the shit out of this mom. I think I may have seen this, dude. It's so good. Okay, that, that actually sounds vaguely familiar. It's so good, man. Ari Shafir's another one. So I'm, 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 I'm not discounting the fact that I am a person who listens to all these podcasts with all these comedians, and I'm like feeling like okay, so I feel like I know these people because I listen to them talk two or three times a week. You know, I feel like they are as funny as that age of comedy when we had Carlin and Robin Williams, and as far back as Pryor and. Red Fox. Do you think they all have like a like a unique spin? Like you know, like they see the world weirdly. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I remember, like uh, Dave Attell was super dark. Yep. Super dark. And then that Anthony Jeselnik guy is just so dark; it's borderline yeah. really uncomfortable. You know. 
Yeah. Jim Jeffries is almost like that, too, also, a little bit. But yeah. he gets away with it because he has that quaint British accent. He's Australian, right? Yeah, well. Yeah. Same. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's got that. He, he can say those things because he's got that accent. Yeah. It, it he can get away with cuts it. Cuts the edges off a little bit. Yeah. It's so like you you could you could let Larry the Cable Guy do Jim Jeffries set see how that would go over. But you know, and and that that's a whole act. I try to mute this every time I take a sip because that's a whole act too. The um, Cable Guy thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Dan something or other. Dan. Yeah, he. Uh, funny story about him that I heard uh, heard on some podcast, but um. He used back in the day when there were VHS tapes, people would, you know, make edits on the VHS tapes. Okay. He, there was this porn, uh, uh, like an old VHS porn that was floating around all of the comedy store, all of the like comedy seller or comedy clubs, uh, like green rooms. Uh huh. He had edited himself into all of these porns like there would be like just porn going on and then all of a sudden his face just like or or, and then all of a sudden back to the porn Uh and it was like the funniest thing ever they say he is like legit a genius and just a legit funny person you know that's got to be a you know a touring band you know you have to deal with like band issues yeah people issues but just rolling. I mean, you know, they're just rolling by themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, actually, a, a friend of mine and Seth's from back in the day uh, was uh, like the probably the merch and sound guy for Lewis Black for a while. Jeff has got Jeff Costa. Oh, I don't know man. if you ever knew him. He, he hadn't lived here in a long no, time. No, I didn't but, know him. But Lewis yeah, Black, I remember. Yeah. He was dark. Oh, yeah. Super, super, you know, angry. Yeah. You know, I'm going to rant about things, but. um. You know, everybody's got a stick. Yeah, I guess you got to stick to it when you when you pick it. Um, yeah, that that era was pretty strong. We were talking about uh, joke thieves in the in the messenger the other well, day. Well, just you know, throwing a topic out. Um, I don't know that much about it, but I hear about it like a little bit on the on the stern. Yeah, and it's it's a big deal, and it's so funny what certain comedians will consider theft. Like you, like it's a fine line. It's a fine line, but like you were saying with the Dave Chappelle deal, like you know, it's easy to for somebody to have had similar experiences, and that's just maybe how the thing works. But if it's almost like okay, I've heard this before, I've heard this other person do this, I'm hearing you do it now, therefore it cannot be original. I believe that if somebody has a thought, it's possible that somebody else has had that thought before. But they didn't oh, yeah. need any help to get there themselves. You know, they had that thought originally for themselves without knowing that somebody else had already had it. And I believe that's possible. But when you got people like Carlos Mencia. Notorious, right? Ned Flanders. His name is Ned Flanders. His real name. Carlos Mencia is a stage name. Well, his name's really not Ned Flanders, is it? Yeah. No way. I mean, if, if you say that's the case, then I'll I'll take your word for it. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I want to. Since I'm saying that, and you asked me, I want to make sure. What is Ned even short for as a name? 
Carlos Mencia real name. Ned Arnell Mencia. His name he, he Where did yeah. I get Ned Flanders from? That's the Simpsons. But uh, yeah, supposedly like you know, him and like George Lopez have like huge beef or George Lopez is like uh <laughs> Ned Flanders, yeah. I totally stole that from from uh Simpsons. That's where that came from. Sorry. I knew I was saying that wrong when you when you uh when you prompted his name is Ned yeah, Ned Arnez or something. He changed his name legally to Carlos. Yeah, and he's Honduran and all his jokes are about Mexican yeah. issues and things and apparently none of them were his or a lot of them were, like Rogan called him out. That was the He stole thing. one of Ari Shafir's jokes. Oh, okay. Ari Shafir had this joke about uh about Jewish people because he was the prominent Jewish uh, comic back then. He still had when he he still had like uh, what, what do you what do you call the uh, the hairstyle like the the beard? Yeah, he and, still had all of that. I'm pretty like sure the modest Yahoo. Yeah, thing. I think he was like Hasidic. Is that the correct term? Hasidic, yeah, that's I believe. correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had uh, he still had all that going on when he when he first started doing comedy. I'm pretty sure and like. He, all of his jokes were about how people treat like Jewish people who are obviously Jewish people. Right. And Carlos Mencia stole so many of those jokes and put mm. the whole spin. Yeah. Yeah. The whole spin on it. So like, that's the thing that I'm like, okay, this, these people could have very well had the same experiences, but that's yeah. obvious. I, that I wish I had tried to do a little bit more research and no, try no, no. To have, have some, uh, some examples of it, but it, yeah, I mean, no, and, and, and it's also kind of like playing the hits too. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, it like is. there's a certain you know, like a I've cover ne- comic. I've never really you know lived the kings of comedy life. Is this dropping yeah. slowly? But I've watched the kings of comedy like several times. That that's hilarious to me. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch it. Yeah, over and over, and uh, the same comedy over and over, and it's yeah, just as funny every time. Yeah. um... I watched, okay, so last, probably was like maybe last winter or maybe last summer. I watched uh, Delirious. Ah, so good. That would, that would not be a big hit today. No, it would not. I was like, like Raw is still pretty raw, Mm -hmm. but Delirious, like I forgot how like. They got raunchy. Across the, across the line of what's acceptable and. Yes. You know, and you know, I'm not one of those guys who's like. Everything needs to be super PC or like, you know, PC sucks, you know, like, but there was definitely like things in there that, you know, like just dropping like the F bomb, you know, not like, you know, are you good? I just wanted to, you know, you know, like the, you know, the derogatory, like homosexual, like F bomb, like in your comedy act, like you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. You can't say that. That was a huge, like that was his big breaking point. Like after that, it was Beverly Hills Cop and everything. Yeah, he would never. So he, would, he would never have been like a franchise movie star. What would end a career today begins one then. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but yeah. But I did notice. I was like, I was like, wow. I mean, like even like say like like Cat Williams or somebody wouldn't be. I mean, he'll he'll go he'll go different places in his stuff, but he won't go as hard as Eddie Murphy was and delirious yeah. on certain things. He was he was a really good comedian. Unfortunately, he got his ass beat by like a fourteen year old kid. 
I, yeah, yeah. He's not a, he's not a big guy. No, which is I mean, which is funny in itself. No, he but, had a couple good specials there. Oh, like, his yeah. specials were pretty like yeah. bang bang bang. He had a couple good ones. Well, I will say this about Cat Williams. From what I could gather, is that he uh, all of the illegitimate children that he had. I think that he fathered all of them. Like like legit like adopted all of them. Uh, yeah, I've heard. Some I of think them. that he he's like the the sole caretaker of all of his kids. If I'm not mistaken, he does the Allen Iverson thing. Hey, ah, baby, that's right. Because Allen Iverson was floating the yeah. whole fam. Oh yeah, but yeah, he he. Uh, I wonder what Cat Williams. I think he went down a bad road sure. as of late, and it's just not not been the best. I thing. mean, he he. You know, he had his he had his like his arc. I mean, how many how many comedians maintain an arc or maintain whatever whatever the term is like a career without you know getting it while it's hot. Or yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ration this out every five years. Oh yeah, I wonder. And I think the, you know I think the, all the platforms have changed. You know I've been watching like uh, those documentaries about '70s TV. Yeah, you know like the Johnny Carson show, and you know even like when you know Seinfeld and all those guys were coming on, that was the if you get you know if you get on the Carson show like that was that was your ticket. You're you're on you know, and you had different different type of different type of comedian back then you know like you know when i was in high school it was like uh i guess comedy central first came out and they had zero programming so it was just tons of those like you know new york yep. and chicago comedian robert klein and um i don't know robert klein oh yeah he, he's one of the he's like one of like uh probably like Carlin's contemporaries. Okay. You know, so he's, he's, there's going old school, but these are like the career comedians, you know, like the Vegas comedians. Yeah. The LA comedians that were, you know, like not Sam Kennison, but before that, you know, but, you know, they've been, you know, even at the improv on A&E yeah. was a big thing, like, because they just filled tons of MTV had the half hour comedy hour with Mario Joyner. Yeah. And uh, the improv was great because there's so many different locations with that same sign. Right. So you can you can have anybody from any improv location. You know, HBO used to be the big the big platform. Yeah, you know, for for stand up comments because they could cuss. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, wow, I mean, like I remember even like uh, in the eighties, you know, everybody had like the weird like Miami Vice coat and the skinny tie. Oh yeah, or, or something like that. Or you had like a, you know, yeah, like hell, even like. Sinbad and Carrot Top, like all kind of like crazy, like old school. Yeah, those poor people. <laughs> God love them. There used to be this girl, uh, Judy Tenuta. She had an accordion and a whole shtick, like, and it was like a whole thing. And she would be on, like, there'd be four female comedians. It'd be like her, Ellen, Paula Poundstone, and, uh, you know, somebody else. Uh, I can't remember. But they were all funny, but it was just, it was all new, you know, other than, other than seeing somebody five minutes on Carson. Yeah. There wasn't any stand up comic. No long form. I mean, I mean, I'm old enough to remember like watching like Bob Hope, like USO specials with my grandparents and stuff like that too. So you had the, like this, you know, comedy has been around for a long time. Yeah. You know, and I've never actually like gone back and listened to like a Lenny Bruce album or any of that Nor stuff. Nor have I. You know, I've got a lot and, of old Bill Cosby big, albums. Okay. Which? Old Bill. All right. 
how do you how am I supposed to feel about this? Am I supposed to not you, listen to these Bill Cosby records? Yeah, I, I just kind of separate it. And, you know, like I was talking about uh, how much, uh, you know, jazz and blues music was introduced to people from the Cosby show just yeah. to somebody just recently. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, but, but, you know, just let that be that. I mean, Fat Albert and Cosby Kids was awesome. I I hate that he was a terrible person. Yeah, you know? I do. I, I do too. I hate that all this shit happened. I mean, I can't say anything in his defense, but hmm. Nor can I. But I, I I've mentioned like I've got several of those. I've got several Bill Cosby vinyl, and it's like I'm not going to get rid of those records because here's the thing: Bill Cosby. What did what did what did Dave Chappelle say about him? I will not go on this podcast and quote that. That uh, I'm not going to. I know it, it was. It, yeah, it was a. He caught a lot of heat for that. Let's just yeah. say Dave Chappelle caught a lot of heat for that. You can Google it, but uh, you know, like Bill Cosby paid for the PA system <laughs> that Martin Luther King spoke through. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're not. I'm not gonna. There's no. There's no way that you can rationalize what he did. You would have to throw out. Fifty percent of your record collection. Yeah, I mean Led Zeppelin gone by. I mean, if we want to make moral judgments, I just going to enjoy what I do, and uh, you know, we one time we when we went to see the High Water Music Festival uh, a couple years ago, uh, me and Jen and Kramer and Lena went down there and we saw um, a bunch of good people and we stayed at that hotel right by the North Charleston thing. Yeah, and. Uh, we're at the hotel bar after the show and something over at the Coliseum let out and everybody is suited and booted like Kings of comedy. Yeah. Like hats, purple suits, gators, the whole thing. And I was like, all right, man, it's like Cedric the entertainer or something. R Kelly was playing right next door. at, oh, at the shit. Hotel. And it was packed. Like the Damn. whole, the whole R Kelly show came, <laughs> came over and it was, you know, they don't care. Damn, you know, that's day, pretty awesome. It was. No, I mean, it wasn't. He wasn't there. No, but, but you know, like he's got a pretty bad rep. But they were just, you know, like they're there for the songs. Oh, I get where you go. You know what I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like we're talking about Bill Cosby. We're talking about Jimmy Page. We're talking about whoever in bad behavior. Oh yeah, yeah. And like you know, are you going to stop liking Led Zeppelin because they did some really terrible things or? or whatever but uh r kelly sold out the damn or i don't know if he sold it out but it was packed like we we're like who did who just let out over at the coliseum because the hotel was right next to it yeah it was r kelly huh packed the house yeah it, it doesn't matter what you did i, I mean guess. and this it, is like way after all the news bill's not gonna pack no houses no no, <laughs> no. bill's not gonna be packing the houses no, that was i mean that's a different i mean all all, all that. Did bad. you hear Norm McDonald's joke about oh, about it? No, no. He said, uh, Patton Oswalt said, you know what the worst thing about this whole thing, this whole Bill Cosby deal is, is the hypocrisy. Norm McDonald said, man, I think it's the raping. 
Yeah, that, that would definitely be the uh, the worst thing about <laughs> He's it. Like, you know, because you don't ever hear anybody going around that's like, don't you dare quote me on this stuff because I'm repeating something somebody else said. You don't ever hear anybody going around like, man, I just love to rape. You know, I just love to do it all the time. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, well, at least he's not a hypocrite, you know, seeing how that's the worst part. <laughs> that was Norm's joke. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <sighs> Gosh, Norm is so, so great. I, I I know this awful, that's that's like just a horrible thing to joke about. But Norm MacDonald has his way of just being like, like bringing awareness to this thing while also keeping his comedy. He throws a change up. Yes. Absolutely, he does. There's a change up at you. So let's talk about clean comedians. Brian Regan. Oh man, you beat you beat me to the punch. Brian Regan's good. He was like yeah. when I talked about like the uh, first days like Comedy Central being out. He yeah. was on there all the time. He had this great bit about the fishing show. He's like he's like. Uh, so, you know, I'm out in Hollywood trying to be an actor and, uh, you know, go on all these, like, call, casting calls and stuff. And then I, I go home and I'm sitting in the hotel waiting for the phone to ring and I'm watching a fishing show. And I'm looking at the credits and I'm like, screenwriter? What's a screenwriter do for a fishing show? I'm like, oh, that's a beauty. Or, uh, you know, and he has all these, like, like, like good one-liners I can on hear that. him saying it in his face. Oh, He's like, but you know who I feel really bad for? The editor. He's like, you know that whole eight hours where we were waiting for the fish to come around and nothing happened? We got to tighten that up. <laughs> but no, Brian Regan was really funny. He had a, he had a bit about the uh, a, a phone cord, like one of these phone cords right here. He was like, you, you have a bit or you're about man being on the moon. It's like everybody wants to blame everything on man going to the moon. It's like... We can make it, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't make a phone cord that won't bunch up. So, but man, if man had never gone to the moon, their life would just be so much better. It'd be like, hey, is that phone cord bunching up on you, bothering you? <laughs> no, nah, man, we haven't even had a man on the moon yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, clean comedy is so weird, but it's like after you watch a few minutes of it, you don't even notice anymore that it's that it, it's not dirty. Yeah, you know, like uh you know, you know, my dad's like a big hippie and all that stuff, but, yeah. but he doesn't like profanity a lot. Yeah. I mean, he worked construction for years. I mean, so like there's a yeah, time yeah. and a place like for profanity, but sure. he's like, you know, he would never watch like a lot of the, the the things that I think are funny. Yeah, my dad's the same way. And um so, but yeah, you know, there's a definitely a, a a place for that, like that. You know, Jim Gaffigan's one of those clean yeah. comics. Uh, Seinfeld always kept it clean. Seinfeld was another one too that I didn't realize how much I appreciated him until I watched comedians in cars getting coffee. That was good. That was I watched a, a good bit of that. Those are really good. Yeah, I, I I can't wait for more of those. I want I want I would watch hours upon hours of that. I watched the whole collection probably three oh, yeah. times. Yeah, he, he had easily everybody on there. Just, uh, and, and there were so many comics that I didn't know I really appreciated too until I watched that. You get to see, I don't know, I didn't, re- I didn't really peg Alec Baldwin as being a funny guy, but he's pretty funny. He's, he's multi talented, you know? Yeah. He's he also a, a jerk. Yeah. He, I mean, he's cocky and all, all these things, but, uh, he's good. You know, he, 
he lost his like you know terrible New York accent, not terrible New York accent. Don't take yeah. offense, but like you know he had like a. I heard him talk about it. You know, he had to like take classes to lose. You know, to to get to where he is in his career. Like, yeah, he re- shed his yeah, yeah. Like, you got to do that. Like the Australians that do the perfect American accent. Yeah, well, he's Alec, Alec Baldwin was such a good actor that he could he could just stay in that character all the time. Like he could still pull out how he how he talks, but he he definitely just. It's easier for him to stay in that character. You could see in the comedians in cars getting coffee that he was just like snapping, snappy with the wait, snippy with the waitress. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it was like it was pretty funny to watch. I mean, that's I have friends from from that part of New York, and they just say that's kind of how people are. And, yeah, and that's sort of, eh, you know, but yeah, that's sure. how they're trained to be. You know, like uh, like you know, one friend of mine here, like you know. You know, here's like, you know, sweet tea and ranch, sweet tea and ranch, and or, you know, whatever at the bar. And she's like, well, you know, I worked in Miami, and it's a whole different level of, like, uh, like I need this, this, that, you know, like, the menu is out the door. Like, and I need this, 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 and make it a wedge, not a slice. And, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> and like in Miami, really? Yeah. That's how the, the people are? Yeah. I went into this store in Miami one time, and this dude, like, just, they pretty much came up to me and told me to get out of the store. Like, and I was just, like, it was an open store, but they were just like, we don't need you in the store. Like, we don't want you here. Like, they, I guess they could tell that I was a tourist or whatever. I was from out of town. It's like, we don't want you here. You get out. Well, so, uh, it was like a random beachwear store or something like that. People were weird. She told me you're from Myrtle Beach. Oh, so this is home. Hey, we got some saltwater taffy. We need you to drive up to Myrtle Beach for us. Yeah, exactly. Saltwater taffy. Sure. They found a pigeon with 20 ecstasy pills on his back. <laughs> Where? I don't know. And it could be a fake story because you never know these days. And I didn't read the article. It, could, it, <laughs> it was an onion. No, it wasn't the onion. I'm pretty sure, but I do follow the onion and click hole and share a lot of that stuff. Uh, that's funny stuff. Yeah, it hard, really is. Hard times net is another good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's all like punk rock and you know band oriented stuff. But yeah, I've seen I've sh- seen a couple of those. They they've shed uh, or uh, shared a couple of the shred videos. I think. Mm-hmm. Or no, maybe not. Maybe think something different. Either way. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll going back to the the Jerry Seinfeld thing, yeah, and clean me. comics, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Once you get to the point to where you can get past that whole high pitch thing that he does, once you get past the thing that everybody says bothers them, he's really really funny, like really smart and so fast and so calculated about how he does and notices so many odd things, which you can tell in the show. They say his work ethic is like unreal. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, like Bella Fleck used to practice banjo like 15 hours a day, 18 on a, on a, on a bender. Yeah. You know, like he's constantly, constantly working. No wonder he's so good. Yeah. He, he also writes like actual, like with his, you know, pen and paper. Which a lot of people have updated their their okay. act. Yeah, that was on on the the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't write lyrics or ideas mm. like 
I'd re- I mean, it's all, I, that's why I have a bunch of scraps of paper. But I'll, I'll, I'll write. I'll write on my phone. Will you? Yeah. Do you do the just like uh, like voice to text thing? Or? No, I'll. I'll uh, well, because you, I won't know how a song's supposed to go. I'll write the. I'll write a poem, okay. and then figure out how it should be sung. Like, like here's a verse, or here's a mm-hmm. couple lines. Yeah, it usually starts. It'll always start with a line. Like I'll hear. I'll, I'll like hear a line, or hear somebody say something, or think of something, and then I'm like, okay, that's good. And I'll just write down that one line, and then just leave it. And then one day I'll be like, I don't have anything to do right now. What can I do? Should I write something? Let's see. And I'll just open up my notebook and my phone, and I'll see what the what line jumps out at me, and I'll click it, and I'll just be, whatever whatever triggers me. And sometimes, prompt. yeah, sometimes I'll just look through it and just be like, yeah, not today. It's just not the time. And if and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Just it's not supposed to work. But uh, but yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it does. There you go. That's good use. Yeah, but good use I, of technology. Yeah, I, I was talking with Tommy about that. I was like, we 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 learned how to use the Dewey Decimal System, and then we were gifted the internet, right? And technology. Like that's just it's, it's great once you learn how to use things like that as a tool. But I do write uh, a lot of things. I have serial killer handwriting. It's, <laughs> it's really creepy, and I, I can't read it once I write it, unless I study it really hard. Hmm. It's bad. Oh wow! I don't know how Seinfeld does it. Chicken well, scratch. Yeah, it is. My teachers used to say, "Just take your time." I'm like, I can't. I, I think faster than I can write. No, I got that same thing. I'm left-handed too, so it's just a whole oh, okay. calamity of errors going on there. I was supposed to be left-handed, but my granddad <clears throat> kept putting things in my right hand when I was a kid. Hmm. So technically, I would have been left-handed had then just let me go. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about funny things. Funny things. Funny things. So you're you're on the podcast platform for a lot of these comedians now. I don't mm-hmm. listen to too much of them. I mean, other than what I hear on a little bit of satellite radio, which they have a whole channel of yeah. not, nothing but bits after bits after bits. Yeah. Which like is good for road trips. Yeah. You know, sometimes. Um, and then I got Netflix, which is like 50% stand-up comedy yeah. specials right now they're funding so much of that yeah they're and uh, hopefully hopefully it works out hopefully it doesn't have a you know a, like a implosion oversaturation implosion kind of thing well because i mean there's really really funny ones but they don't have a chance to i don't know like like that ali wong one was hilarious oh yeah both of hers are great d ray davis that guy I haven't watched him. He well, he used to be roommates with uh, Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle at one point. Oh shit! And he's just slays it. Really, really funny. And like he's lost in the, you know, in the yeah, he's just lost in the weeds because you there's so much other shit. So much. I try to. I watch a lot of stand up, and I try to. I try to catch all of them. I try to watch them all. Like if I get to the point where I'm looking looking through a list of of stand up because you watched blah blah blah. I go 15 minutes in, and if I'm not really same here, starting to feel it, I, I abandon. I'll show. give up. Yeah, I did that with Trevor Noah's new one. I yeah, I didn't even bother yet. With Trevor Noah's new one, I started watching it, and I was just like, 
this isn't what it, what I think is funny about you. I think he's overestimating what we think we like about him, what we think is funny that he does. And I, I, I think like, it was too much like uh, doing voices and something I mean, that's outside of his norm. I feel I like think. he just had a stand-up special recently. Yeah. I, you know, like, give it, let it breathe a minute. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and also, you know, I do, like, watch a lot of the, you know, I guess, like, what do you call it, the, maybe the hipster comedians, and I try. But if they all start sounding like cutting the same jokes or yeah. going too obvious with politics jokes or something like that. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing about politics. I don't want to hear anything about I that I mean, shit. it better be good. Yeah, if it's good, if it's funny, good. It but don't good. make your whole show about this. Those are cheap shots, man. It's yeah, it's like the low hanging fruit. Yeah, very yeah. low hanging fruit. Like, don't do that. Those and it also dates you. Like your stuff won't hold up. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, some, I was talking about SNL with somebody like you know last year when they were going so hard with you know Baldwin and Trump and all that. And I was like, they kind of need to start writing. You know, like you gotta have to hit the, hit the hit the news the headlines, but you gotta have to start writing some like original. Like I don't think they really have like a, you know, like well, you know, getting to SNL. Like they used to have like recurring skits that were yeah. like, that were like hits, you know, and Schlitz beer, you know, or like you know, like Hans and Franz or the Church yeah. Lady or so. You know, people had characters, yeah. And now it's, I don't really see too much of that. There's now, more impersonations than than characters now. Yeah, yeah, I, and maybe if it's is it because there's so much more stuff to make fun of these days. I not I get all the jokes that they do on SNL, but I know a lot of people who don't really like understand what like a like a hipster MGMT Brooklyn band is like or, yeah. or like the god awful like modern, you know, trap rap. Yes. Stuff like that falls gotta fall super flat on a lot of people. And I'm far from like, you know, the hippest guy. Or anything like that, but like I get their jokes. But if you're not kind of in like on a couple like modern trends of yeah. things, it falls flat. Yeah, that's and I try, true. And I try hard every week, you know, and I laugh at like half of it. I'll watch it if I'll watch it if there's a good host. The host, the host makes a big difference. Yeah, um, you know, and. Yeah, the game shows are always funny because it's it's all impersonations. You got yeah. you got all these punchlines, but anything Keenan does is going to be great. But yeah, like uh, that picture you put up with like uh, the ninety two yeah. two cast. I mean, that's strong, strong, strong man. Like that was the last really good cast. I think Dana Carvey, and and it's a hard one with with Phil Hartman. I think Dana Carvey is the MVP of the whole show, and the whole and the whole. 40 years. He never ran out of characters. He's never nor will he. Do you watch, did you watch his stand up? It's great. Yeah, 40 white male uh, 60 or male yeah, white 60. Yeah, male white. Yes, there you go. It was hilarious. And you know, and that was definitely like my uh you know, from 7th grade where you stay up late enough to watch some Saturday Night Live to yeah. like graduating high school. Um that was those were my years. You know, my uncle Ralph has like the best line ever, you know, cuz he he was the round one course when uh like believe the whole thing like started he's like you know saturday Night live you know it used to be hard to get home in time to watch it now i just hope i can stay awake <laughs> <laughs> that's true um but yeah like uh 
And Lauren Michaels even said on the, I think on that Norm McDonald show or maybe on Howard one day or something that uh, everybody tends to associate the best cast with like these certain years in their know, lives, like fourteen to twenty or, or yeah. something like that. Because you know, like my buddy Danny is a hilarious dude, and you know he's like full on the Will Ferrell years. Yeah, you know he knows all that stuff, and like I know a few other people are in in that. That way, like, which was all, all hilarious, but I remember at the time when it came out, everybody was hating on him. Like, you know, there was like for all the classic Will Ferrell year yeah. skits, there was tons of people like, "What is this?" Yeah, I I like the Will Ferrell years. Those were those were very strong. But I, you're not gonna top Sandler, Farley, Rock, Spade. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. That's not gonna be touched. Yeah, and. And I know that I know that I might be biased because that is my era I mean, of Mike Myers was on that. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There was just so many uh, meadows, uh, just so many. And I and that was like right after that we got Keenan. And as an all that kid, which I don't know if you caught that thing that me and uh, I, I I know what you're talking about, but I was like I that's, yeah that's that that ten year gap big big right there. Um, dude, all that was literally just like it's a Nickelodeon show, right? Yeah, it was on Nickelodeon, but it was Saturday Night Live, and it was it wasn't completely live. It was somewhat, you know, scripted, obviously. And they, but well, so was Saturday Night Live, you know, for the most part. It's it's scripted in a way, but they're they're just when they get out there, if the script goes out the window, they just have to deal with it. But this, I think they they give them a couple takes because they're kids. Or whatever, but it was awesome. It was it was great for me. And then I got him, this kid that I grew up with, who was like a couple years older than me, and I look up to, and like this kid's on Nickelodeon doing comedy, and now he's on Saturday Night Live. It was awesome. It was great. It's all he's ever done in his life. I mean, he's the longest tenured person. Yes, he is on the show. Yep. Tim Meadows used to be the guy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that. I, I looked when. Uh, Somebody asked, who was that? It asked if Tim Meadows was still a Before cast that, I member. I think it was probably Phil Hartman for a while. R.I.P. Phil. They say that they knew. A lot of comics say that they knew how crazy his wife was. And they knew that she would one day do what she did. Wow. I, I think I have heard some allusions to that, but that's sad. Yeah, isn't it, though? Yeah, he was he was he was really 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 talented. Greatest TV dad of all time, probably. If you and I don't know why I think that. So I, was that I news just, radio? Well, no, that I, I just think of that wasn't just in from the uh, Matt Foley bit. Oh, okay, for now, okay. Just just from that, I just feel like he's just that. Phil Hartman just looks like dad. You know, he looks like that. every fifties like. Uh, you just know, very respectable, like Ward Cleaver. Yeah. yeah, he just he looks like that, and I've always said that. Yeah, he just the voice. Yeah, he looks yeah. like Dad. Yeah, I don't no, know why. He was great, great character. Great, but you mentioned uh, Chris Rock. So there's a there's somebody who I thought he had some really funny sketches, but you know, and I've I've heard a lot about, but somebody who maybe didn't shine as hard in sketch comedy, but. When you put him on the stand-up, he, he he ran away with it. 
Uh, Chris Rock? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Because, I mean, you've seen him in movies. His movies are, yeah. you know. He seems like he's not so comfortable outside of stand-up. He seems like it's forced that's his, otherwise. That's his yeah. Thing. yeah. Which is weird because it seems like it would be easier to do the other way around, you know, like where maybe maybe it's it's odd that if he has to rely on other people to do things other than himself, it's not gonna he's worried about things. Maybe it's a control situation. I'm sort of like that. Like I feel like my gigs are better when I don't have anybody else there for some reason. Just not not necessarily I believe they're better. Like it just I feel better when I don't have to rely on less distraction. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, I don't want to be misunderstood by that. Like, I sure. like playing with, with people, obviously, but... Uh, no, no. I mean, like, uh, we had a, a really good gig uh, last weekend or the weekend before, and all of our friends were there, and it was just, like, super awesome. Yeah. But we were just exhausted, you know, between, like, rocking the gig, talking to everyone break, going to the you know, next set, and then, you know, distractions. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of distractions. But uh no, Chris Rock like uh you know, they say it was hard for him to like get his humor past the writing table on SNL. A lot. Yeah. You know, he only had a few things that really worked and didn't really have the impression situation going down. Um but then, you know, you know, he had his, you know, little bit of movie run, but those stand-up specials pretty much made it. Yeah. His last one was still pretty good. I watched it. It took me a couple times to watch it. Like, I, I cut mean, it off a couple times before I actually watched to, it all the way through. It's hard through. to follow up. It's hard to follow yeah. up to some of those. Like, you know, Chappelle did well. But even even then, like, you're, they're trying to measure you by, like, you know, there's a reason yeah. There's a reason Led Zeppelin's not going on a reunion tour. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, let's let's keep it here. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know. I just feel like, and it was a little more political, political driven. And I just don't, that doesn't entice me. I have to watch it again or not, but I I did watch it once and I was like, okay, but it definitely wasn't hitting as hard. Yeah. And you just expect for them to come out and hit just as hard as they used to like uh, Sandler. Have you watched that one? You know, I tried. I tried to. I did, oh, I didn't. really? I, did, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to give it another shot. Well, maybe when I'm not multitasking or something like yeah. that, and like just lay on the couch and watch it. But uh, I was gonna, before you said that, I was gonna say the one that I thought I got the, probably the hardest laughs out of in the last couple of years was not the last one, but uh, one of the other two Bill Burr ones I thought were really funny. Yeah, he doesn't. I, hold, I mean, he holds no punches. I thought. I mean, you know, and he doesn't. He doesn't cross the line too hard, I don't think. You know, no. Nah, he's got a good podcast too. Sure, sure. I mean, he's been on Stern a bunch, and, yeah. I, and I've watched his stand-ups. He's really funny. Who else is? Uh, hmm. I like Bill Burr a lot. Have you watched F is for Family? Have you watched this cartoon on Netflix? I watched like an episode of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. What do you think of Hannibal Burris? I like Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris, if you pay close attention, and Joe Rogan pointed this out, if you pay close attention and listen to Hannibal Burris and his delivery and, and his style of saying things, he sounds a lot like Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, it's that hold back, hold back. like uh, In a way, they're, they're talking about like Hedberg apparently was 
or, or uh, Hannibal's not necessarily. It just sounds like they have a very similar delivery. Mm-hmm. Like very, very similar delivery, and even their voices sound very similar. I like Hannibal Burris. I, I, I've listened to him on several podcasts, and he, I like his viewpoint. He seems smart. Yeah, yeah he's sharp. Yeah, yeah. Where is, is, are they all out of New York? Or I'm pretty sure he's out of New York. Yeah. There's only two places where comics live, L.A. or New York. Yeah, you really can't. Yeah, you're not going anywhere else if you want to work. I can't imagine. Well, Doug Stanhope, who lives in Bisbee, uh, Arizona. I mean, I'm sure that there's you know people who do like the uh, the driving and crying tour. Yo, yeah, know, you know they go out and hit three states in in two weeks and knock out you know. Charlotte, Raleigh, oh, yeah. Richmond, something, 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 you know, Savannah. See, that's what I'm hoping f- that all of this comedy, all this comedy that we're getting will will lead to. That maybe we'll be able to get comedy in this area. I was really excited about the uh, thing at Bubba's um, that was sort of going to happen for a minute there. Yeah, I, but it's I'll, I'll take blame for that not happening. Um, I guess I kind of have to air it out. We were going to do this thing, uh, just for the listeners' sake, we were going to do this thing at uh, at Bubba's where there would be stand-up. There would be a little like uh, stand-up between bingo games and open mic between bingo games. And... There was a certain, and not to not to divulge too much information. There was a certain agreed upon price that I had agreed to to do said thing, and that yeah, number so- changed. So then, so did my commitment. So and I, and then that's like I could have said, you know what, I'll just take less to do this, but that would conflict me elsewhere on the marsh walk for other things, sure. you know, and and. I, I hate that we didn't get the opportunity to do that, but uh, yeah. I had no idea. No, nah, yeah, I hate that we don't we didn't get the opportunity to do that. But I, I, uh, I don't know that I was sort of looking forward to being able to get get some stand up time, just get some time in, just stand up in front of a few of my friends who people I know, and they're like, I don't know, they're they're just people I know, you know, I don't have to really yeah. worry about, there was one guy who, up in front of strangers. There was one guy who, uh, did maybe one or two, like stand up shows at bourbon street, like in the last year or two, maybe it was the same guy. Maybe it was two different guys. Yeah. It really didn't happen much, but, uh, you know, he, you know, he, it was all about like stocking, stocking the place with your friends. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know? Cause otherwise that's a cold room. You know, yeah. like, you know, an empty room doing stand up to the bartender, like, you know, like it's playing guitar to the bartender and two people who are watching the football games tough enough, like, yeah, exactly. Telling jokes. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough one. Well, plus if, if it's, if you think about it when you watch a comedian you've never heard of before and you're not familiar with their delivery, you don't know what to expect. You don't know who they are or what kind of person they are. So some things that they say might be really funny if you understand who this person is, but someone who doesn't might not get. True, and also, you know, if their uh, delivery is 
you know, green. You know, the yeah. the joke might be really funny, but if they don't come out of the yeah, if they don't come out of the gates like you know, they're walking out on stage at you know the the Opry or something like that. Like, yeah, exactly. Confident, like if they don't come out confident right off the bat, like it's almost like blood in the water. They usually there's a there's a trick that they say that a lot of a lot of old old heads will say. Hey, what what bit are you going to close with tonight? What's your best bit? Now, like, he'll tell them their best bit, and he'll be like, "All right, now go out there and open with that." I hear you. So now go out there and open with that. Like, go out there and open with your heaviest, strongest bit. thing. Yeah, because the then confidence you get- that you get from that immediate laughter is going to ride you through for the rest, and that'll make your final your final shit close or, or, or better, or you'll come up with something on the way wing it. One of Jen's uh, one of Jen's clients, this guy, he's a He's a he's a classic character. He's, he's something else. Um, I look. I, that's a that's a whole other story. But anyway, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah. Whenever I, he's like, whenever you get nervous, just go out there and pretend everybody owes you money. You know, the, the whole yeah. thing is like, you know, pretend everybody's naked or something like that. That's yeah. Like, you know, he's like, just go out there and pretend they owe you money. <laughs> Do you know that's actually genius? Go out there and pretend they owe you money. <laughs> you're not gonna be that's the way he yeah, he does like real estate and hustling yeah all kind of, he's a preacher all kind of stuff like that like he's like fisherman preacher real estate entrepreneur goodness go out there like they owe you money i wonder if you do that at church sir <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh yeah so a lot of stand-up... Dude, a lot of preachers are really good stand-up comedians. Is, Jerry is that, Clower. Okay, yeah, yeah. That time, like, he could have been a preacher. Um, he had that banter, that timing. Sam Kennison that, was a preacher. Sam Kennison was a preacher. I forgot like about Pentecostal, that. Like, Pentecostal Baptist or Pentecostal Bible yeah. or something like that. Like, the... I the mean, ones that scream like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's a... I was going to bring him up as, like, people who, are like... Comedian, you know, because like most comedians go out and tell a story or tell a joke, yeah. or they talk about the girlfriend or this, that, and, and uh, but that was like he had like a kind of like a character, like an act, yeah, like Dice Clay had like a character, yeah, he had act. a bit, yeah. Robin Williams is Robin Williams, that's not an act or anything, that's just spontaneous, yeah. improv. Who else is unique like that? It's got like their, their thing, you know. I mean, I could say like Bernie Mac, but that's not well, really. I mean, he's Bernie Mac. For stand-up, the argument can be made for Adam Sandler. Yeah. He has a stick. He comes out, he plays a few funny songs and does bits in between. Like, it's just like all of his all of his stand-ups were, like, partly songs. Yeah, like, I Jim remember, Brewer like, does. What the Hell Happened to Me. Jim Brewer as well, yeah. yeah. He does. He has a lot of, like, props, like, like audio props. Adam Sandler's old stuff was so... I mean, not so dirty, but it yeah. was it was a lot dirtier than people would think. Like I remember yeah. having, um, I think it's called "What the Hell Happened to Me." Yeah, "What the Hell Happened like to the, Me." Yeah, the, like the, the original one with the ghost set. Yeah, I had that. That's the one I was you referring know, to. Um, you know, an, an idiot's interview with the college admissions or whatever. Yeah. yeah, or the goat. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, all of it. Dude, it was so pace. good. Yeah. I stole that tape or CD from my aunt Marie. <laughs> Like I wasn't supposed to hear that when I heard that, but I could quote the whole goat bit and all that shit when I was way too young to How do so. You? Probably ten. Okay, so my closest thing to that would be, you know, aside from I guess Eddie Murphy coming around, 
But I remember being out in Conway, like out in the woodshed, listening to Luke Skywalker and the Two Live Crew. Like before, it was like Luther Campbell. Before it was just yeah. Two Live Crew. It was just just profane. You know, like profane, like they're like, oh, we were down listening to the Red Fox, you know, with the light yeah. yellow. We'd be out in like the, the wood shop, you know, listening to just be like, oh, I can't believe what he said. And I heard this, and, it, and, and like now it's just so immature and just awful. Yeah. And I heard the uh, country equivalent of that the other day. Wheeler Walker Jr. Oh, man, it's terrible, right? <laughs> I love Wheeler Walker. I, 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 I don't I listen mean, to his music. I don't listen to his music at all because it's just it's I've just seen him on the podcast. Too much, but yeah. I mean, he's a character, but man, it's just bad. Oh, It's just too much. Yeah, I got I put it on like for a few seconds just to listen to it. Jones was like, turn that shit off. It, it was just, oh. Yeah. But he, is he, he's like out there selling records doing that. Yeah. Man, packing oh houses, God. dude. He's a, he was the first country artist to debut his music video via Pornhub. Uh, well, okay, probably so. He was. It was. That's a it like a record. He. I've listened to him. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast a couple times. I, I, think. I heard him talking about how he thought Sturgill was a CIA agent and all that one day or something. Yeah, like that. because he won't. He's. I think he's just messing with Sturgill, but he. Sturgill won't like do anything with him or anything. I don't think no. anybody wants to do anything with him no. just because he's so fucking crazy. But Rogan will have him on the podcast as he has nothing to lose. And obviously the crazier a person is, the better it is for him. I mean that ha- that what he's doing is is basically country two off crew. Yeah, it really is. It's it, um, stretching way too far. And uh and that had to go through like several channels of like uh you know, artist development and like signing. We're going to negotiate this contract, and they're like, "All right, we're going, <laughs> we're going to make this happen." Yep. Wow. That's what the people want now. You know, me and Jen were loading in to a gig recently, and uh, we got there, and luckily the landscape of the jukebox changed. But when we first got there, like I always forget how just bad, like the the new country. Oh Jesus, man! It's it's equally the new the new version of country and rap are both equally disappointing. Yeah, for mostly the same reasons, but different reasons. But uh, yeah, but no, I mean, for instance, like we we pulled up and it sounded like uh, some kind of tailgate country song, but it was like throw your hands in the air, wave them like you just don't care, uh, you know, just. And then they talked about. Like a Yeti cooler and some specific like brand of like headlights. It, that's so dumb. Wonder if that. Wonder if that's what it is. Wonder if all of these corporations are getting into the music industry and they're saying like, write us a song with our 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 brand of liquor. I've heard in a this. lot of like it's it's only when I'm like setting up or breaking down from gigs because like if it's, especially if it's a place I play a lot, I usually take over yeah. with an iPod just to kind of keep things consistent. That's a good idea. I should do that more often. It helps. It helps keep me from going in cold like, you know. Yeah. Like I've been I've come in cold with uh with the apron strings like thing we do like right off of everybody like losing their mind to like some 1994 Biggie Smalls. Yeah. And that's like, all right, 7:30, let's go. You know. Yeah. Hey y'all. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> so it's it's nice to keep the you know and you can you can kind of stack the deck in your favor that way cause yeah you can for still, sure you can still play things that they like and 
get get them ready for you. But if yeah. it, if it's too cold of a turn from, uh, I don't know. You never know what's going to be on the jukebox. Yeah, but yeah. no. Every time every time I walk into that situation where it's a load in or a breakdown with the turn it turn it up. Oh man, dude, it's just awful. I, I know what you mean and. Those are the only times that I hear those songs. She looks good in my ball cap. Or I, I, I was talking to <laughs> I was talking to uh, uh, Denver last night at Tito's. A, a girl named Denver uh, talking about. I mentioned that there was a song, "Take a Drunk Girl Home." Oh yeah, but she was like, "Oh no, it's like there's a good message behind it. There's a, it's all Have about doing about the right before? thing, maybe." Yeah, okay, so I had a, a grandfather and his grandson request that from me last summer up at a spot up in North Myrtle. And, or maybe his granddaughter. He might have been his granddaughter, honestly. And, uh, and okay, so, and I had to, like, kind of wrap my head around it, and I went home and listened to the song. And it's about, basically, you're a good guy because you didn't do anything terrible. Yeah. Or something like that. And yeah, and I, I discussed it with somebody else who like was a little bit more whatever. But I was just like, you know, that's just not a song I want to write. Yeah, man, you, you know? don't want your name on that. I mean, you know, Kelsey Hudgens, he wrote that song. Take, take a drunk, take girl. a drunk girl home. Like, dude, this is not good. I, I mean, the title is bad. And you know, and he probably didn't even write that song. Of course, of course you not. Know, I, he I, was I, like, I feel certain. You know, the carrot and the looming pressure of like, I need to make a hit. You want to make it? You want to? You want to be one of those guys? Yeah. You know, go down to the crossroads, wait for the bad songwriter to show up at midnight. Yeah, and he's gonna hand you a briefcase and a pen. You sign <laughs> that piece of paper and you take that. You take that lyric sheet that he is giving you, and you come back here, and we're gonna cut whatever song he hands you. And this dude looks at him, he's like, fuck. <laughs> Do they really want it that bad, man? I, I I guess that I just don't want it that bad. There's, you know, what, we, what we're able to do is pretty cool. Yeah. But the whole, like, you know, like, you know, like Brad Pitt leaving Kansas to go to Hollywood, and I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. That's like some belief and commitment. There or well, also he looks like Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I get what you. I get what you mean. Well, that was just you know the example yeah, yeah, of yeah. like you know people from you know it ain't gonna really you gotta want to chase it. Yes, you know, and I still want to chase it, but like from 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 <laughs> afar, from from the the peripheral, you know, like. It's like instead of chasing the hubcaps, now we just raise a head up from the porch and look at it. Well, That's what I'm at. I mean, there's just no, at this point, I don't, I don't see there's any, like, uh, you know, people are like, you know, we've talked about, like, are you going to go on The Voice? Or are you going to move to, you know, this town or that town? And I'm like, man, if I'm going to Atlanta, I'll get eaten alive. You know, I got, a, yeah. I got a good thing going on right now, and, like, I can still kind of work on making it better and, yeah. you know, working on, like, doing like the thing that I really want to do and it'd be the same thing with building a house. You've got your house exactly the way you want to do it. You want to go to a new house and do everything all over again. Everything that I've worked so hard for is here already. I'm still working on this one. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Same here. I do some renovations. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? So uh, we're we're scooting up on that hour and a half point. Oh, that's cool. Let's. Uh, what, what are your What are your closing thoughts or topics? Let's uh, bullet point it or something real quick. I will say that yeah, there are a lot of comedians. There are a lot of comics out there right now. There is possibility for oversaturation. But I think that that will inevitably be a good thing because it's giving us so much to choose from that there's going to be a comic that everybody likes. Or there's or there's at least one comic for everybody. There's somebody out there that one person can be like, okay, this person's okay. And everybody else can hate them. But for one person, that keeps comedy alive. And I think that's very important in this day and age. So I'm not as worried about the oversaturation of comedy. I'm actually kind of excited that it's giving people so much to choose from so that everybody will find that thing that makes them... The rising tide floats all boats. Yes. You know, uh, wow, now we're just getting warmed up. Um, <laughs> you know, and the, you know, all the 80s comedians, their whole big thing was to land a sitcom. Yeah, oh yeah. That was the, like, you know, like... you. Hit, That's when you make it. You go to Carson, you kill it. Then you pick your sitcom that you want to do, and then you become maybe go into movies, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, this one friend or, or girl I know, a uh, friend of Jay McAllister's that used to go to Coastal. She's a stand-up comic in New York, and she, you know, she does acting work, modeling work, all that yeah. stuff. Walker Hayes, Walker Hayes, pl- plug that. But um, when she's working like stand-up, she'll do five gigs a night. Her, oh, yeah. her set might only be twenty minutes. Yep, and she's working different clubs. She's working from like you know six or seven until two or three. Yeah, and going Bing, 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 Bing. Like that's that's the thing. You graduate. That's what comedy comedy is becoming now. Instead of like you get your sitcom and you get your movie and all this, it's like you start off. We'll give you ten minutes, then you get twenty. You're graduated up to where you get an hour special. Yeah, the hour special is the, the yeah. brass ring right now. Yep. I'm glad there's a lot of them. I, 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 I appreciate... I thought that... I think her name is Nikki Glazer. I thought that one was pretty funny. Actually. Nikki Glazer is very good. Uh, follow her on... I think she's gorgeous. I follow her on the Instagram. She's the, the medium-length blonde one, right? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, it's longer now. <laughs> I keep my eye on Nikki. Uh, yeah, she's, she's funny. There's a lot of really good comedians. Watch Christina Pajitsky. Watch uh, Mother Inferior. Watch that. Uh, her stand-up, Tom Segura's wife. Burt Kreischer. All of those yeah, names. Burt Kreischer is the guy who did I Am The Machine with his shirt off. The shirtless comedian that does the uh, the Russian train bit. It's funny. If you got time, we'll, we'll listen to that in, in a bit. But uh, it's it's good. Listen to those things. I, I seek out comedy. Keep comedy alive. There there's certain things that can't be joked about. But give comics a break. Their 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 job is to make a joke. It's not that they believe the things that they're saying because they don't. They don't believe what they're saying. They're trying to make us laugh. That's all that it, that it is. Definitely what he said. I guess that's a good closing thought. What are your, your what, how, about, how about a closing thought for me? I, I feel like I've uh, hijacked the closing. No, that, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, watch uh, Robin Williams take on golf. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're ever having a bad day and you got like two minutes to spare, like, you know, there's like tons of things that definitely will put a smile on your face. And uh, yeah. 
oh man, I wish I had time to really rack my brain for some of the other classics, but there's so many. Well, we can we can make this a, a two part if you want. We can. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do do some homework. We'll come back and we'll next time we'll talk about skateboarding. Yeah. And old school hip hop. Bucky Lassic. Ah, uh, yeah. That's my random skateboard name. What's your random skateboard name? My random skateboard name? Yeah. Um, Sean Sheffy. Okay. Okay. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I know Bucky Lasca is, but yeah, I mean, skateboarding definitely was a, a big fun thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, uh, we'll get back to the folks on that one. So, uh... Yeah, when do you want to do that one? When do you want to? When do you want to get tell the good people when when will we be back? Oh, well, um, I'm not sure what your schedule is. I don't know either, man. I don't keep anything planned like that. This is a Mark uh, Marin. Either uh, before Christmas or after Christmas. Let's plan on that. We'll do a part two of the the comedy talk. I think I'm going to call this in the comedy talk. Comedy talk. The comedy talk. Just simple. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit up some more bullet points and come in. Ready yeah, ready I'll make sure to specify that this is part one as well as to where there will be a part two. So, Adam and Smitty are about to be here any minute now. We're going to record some songs, some original songs. Nice. Get a practice session in, and then we're going to uh, take this take this show to probably the uh, Ed Dennis world. Oh, nice. After we, um, we're going to shake them out in here and get a couple of rough recordings. Oh, over great. And try to shake them out and... Is this new spot finished up yet? Um, not quite, but he's getting he's getting it he's getting it there. Have you seen it where it's going to be yet? Uh, no, I haven't seen it since the old place, dude. It's uh, I went over to his house where they're building it, man. It's gonna he's gonna have like headphone jacks coming out of the walls and all this like yeah, everything's gonna be state of the art. It's gonna I'm be awesome. Totally not surprised. Yeah, it's gonna be great. But yeah, anyway, this boy's gonna be here in a minute, brother Jeff. All right, hey, always, always, always good here. time, man. It's always fun. good time. We get to hang out, but with headphones. Hanging out with headphones. Good game. Hit subscribe to all of the links that you will see at the bottom of the page after I do the intro. Give me a second to do the intro. All right, y'all. Enjoy your day. In a world full of shitty people, don't be that person. Don't be a shitty person. Be a good person. You have every opportunity and all the power to change how a person's day goes. Use that power wisely. Peace, bitches.